reignite your passion for God and for His work. Listen to Bishop Edwin Morgan Ogo, the resident pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International Adenta Branch, as he comes your way on this podcast with the creative force of God's Word. Bishop Ogo also pastors the Flaming Fire Service, a vibrant youth service filled with energetic young people who are ablaze for the Lord. He is also the evangelist of the Greater Love Roadshow, a unique outreach program that ministers the soul-saving love of Jesus Christ to a hurting world through music, dance, and the life-giving word of God. Now listen to Bishop Edwin Ogo. Let's give another clap offering to Jesus tonight. Amen. Of 
I must always walk a straight street and narrow way. Jesus told me in that day He will wash my sins away. I'm gonna live the life I sing about in my soul.
the spirit of wisdom the spirit of understanding fill me with your spirit pray this prayer Father we thank you what a blessing what a blessing what a blessing keep praying Thank you, Jesus. We love you. We bless you. 
we are grateful to you thank you in jesus name amen you may please be seated This evening, I want to continue to share with you on the work of ministry. And um, there is a direction the Lord has given me, which I want to flow and follow along so that I can be blessed. So, I want us to turn our Bibles to John chapter 6. And I'm reading, reading, and you are joining me to read on your own. You are reading verse number 28. John 6 28 Then said they unto him What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom he hath sent. To emphasize the teaching, I'm reading the text again. John 6, 28-29 Then said they unto him, What shall we do that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said unto them, this is the work of God that ye believe on him whom he hath sent. So tonight the subtitle for the message I'm sharing with you is the work is believing. The work is believing. Or, I'm giving you two subtitles. The work is believing. Or, working with beliefs. The work is believing. 
and those of you who are who are not who don't have our type of education who are very high you can say working with beliefs yes the Lord prodded me to bring this message to you as an emergency interruption of the normal flow I have been on since I started the series. Because I've got about three or more installments to complete the series. But I was jolted into a certain reality that after having looked at the dictionary meaning of work which we did last week what is work and we went through about 13 definitions (laughs) 13 definitions of work Today we are looking at the biblical definition of work. Because we are supposed to be working for God. I've already laid the foundation that (laughs) ministry is not a hobby. Ministry is not a hobby. When someone has had to spill his blood to do something you cannot come and convert it to an activity of lightness ministry is work and I told you that anything apart from work is a waste of time now today we are looking at the biblical definition of work. Some people wanted to serve God, wanted to work for God. And they came to him and said, what must we do to work for you? To work your works. What must we do? What is the best way to work for God? What is the best way to do the works of God? Because it is, you see, these guys were very intelligent because you can work for somebody in a way that is non scoring. And you can also work for someone in a way that will not yield the needed results. Many of us are working without seeing the results. You cannot be a Basenta leader for two years and be shepherding 15 members. That is not the work. So the Lord revealed to me one of the basic reasons why there is barrenness in the ministry. 
that many people who claim to serve God are very far from the realities of ministry. And the reason is that many do not know how to work for God. So today's message is really how to work for God. How? So, so, so they asked him, what must we do? What must we do to work for God? So if you are doing something, you must know how to do it. How do I do this? How do I serve God? And Jesus' answer brings the service to an end today. He said, this is the work. How many of you want to work for God? Yeah. The work of God is to believe. Believe. Believing is the work. Believing is the work. Not understanding. The opposite of believing is understanding. You know, as a Christian, as a minister, you must do ministry with understanding. Yes. That is, see, that is what makes ministry a mystery. Ministry is a mystery. Ministry is called the mystery of ministry. And that is that there is a world in which you must have understanding. In fact, your, Jesus told the parable of the sower and some seeds fell on the rock and immediately sprang up but when the sun came up it was scorched because it did not have depth and Jesus likened it to understanding understanding when you are a shepherd you are a pastor you are a minister, you want to work for God, you must have understanding. You must understand the importance of prayer. You must understand what you are doing. What am I doing as a pastor? What is my way? I mean, what am I doing? You must understand. It is the understanding that makes you great. David said, they know not. Psalm 82 verse 5. Neither will they understand. And so their foundations are out of course. That is, they, 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 they don't have a foundation. Because they don't understand. As I interact with shepherds, 
I get to realize that a lot of shepherds don't understand what they are doing. They don't understand why they must pray. They don't understand why they must visit. When two people are doing the same thing and one has understanding, you can be sure that the one with understanding will last far longer than the one without understanding. So, there is, there is a realm in which we owe it to ourselves as shepherds or pastors to understand what we are doing. You must understand your shepherds. You must understand your members. You must understand the context within, you are do, within which you are doing ministry. They know not, neither will they understand. But ladies and gentlemen, This is just one aspect of ministry. That is what makes ministry a mystery. When you do ministry for a short while, (laughs) you will be baffled by the mystery That with your understanding, you will pray. But your basenta is not growing. In fact, the more you visit, the more they don't come. And actually, when you stop visiting, that's when they come. So you are actually torn between, should I, should I, should I, should I pray? It's like, the day you waited on God to pray before your Basenta meeting was the day only three people came. Yeah, but the, 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 I mean, last week when you just you just ate and came and just, there were fifteen. Yes, say ministry is a mystery. So so. When you do ministry, like some of us have done for a few months, you will come to a realization that ministry is a mystery. And the reason why it is a mystery is that it requires, you see, the real ministry is done by having beliefs Beliefs. See, as soon as we mention the word believe or beliefs, it means that you are being invited into an enigmatic world. A world where things are not clear. A world where one plus one is not equal to two. A world where when you draw a straight line, it curves. A world where when you sit back and you use last week's projection and you did the same thing you did last week to get 1,000 members, you do the same thing this week and they become 800. It's an enigma. Actually, life itself is a mystery. That is why 
no matter your level of education, when you are a minister, a shepherd, a pastor, going somewhere, and people see you, they must describe you as a woman walking somewhere with beliefs. 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 The people who shine in ministry are people with beliefs. If you just enter ministry with the things you have read in a book and how when you pray and you add visitation and counseling with some interaction, then you are doing the work of God. You don't understand what you are doing. You must walk about with beliefs. You must believe certain things for your ministry to be ministry. I will tell you, most people who are struggling in ministry, 9.9 over 10 of strugglers in ministry are men and women without beliefs. And Jesus said that this is the work. You want to work for God? You want to be a shepherd? You want to sing for God? You want to be an instrumentalist? You want to be an usher? Then this is the work. What is the work? Visitation? What is the work? Prayer? What is the work? Believe. Believe. When you see somebody whose ministry is flourishing, you are looking at a believer. Yes. You are looking at a believer. <laughs> Look. I'm going to tell you today why you must believe and what you must believe in. Why and what? I'm starting with (laughs) why is it important? You see people who are shepherds, who are pastors, but they are actually unbelievers unbelievers who are shepherding unbelievers who are pastoring look to 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 be a minister and an i mean a minister with an enduring ministry you cannot but be a man of beliefs a woman of faith like you believe things without it you cannot work for god Without, without, without believing, you cannot work for God. The people who are working for God and are advancing in ministry are believers. The first reason, I've already told you. The first reason why you must believe is that you cannot work for God without believing. You cannot. You cannot. What is believing? Believing means 
you are seeing something which is not there. But you know it is there. That is faith. Believing, yes. You cannot, you can't be a successful singer without believing. You can't be a successful pastor of a church without the ability, you cannot even last without the ability to, to, to have a certain conviction, a certain belief. You can't. The writer of Hebrews explains, he is the one who actually told us why Christ was successful on the cross. There's nobody who mentioned that. Not even the gospel narratives. It's the writer of Hebrews who, who gave the, 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 the real reason why Jesus was able to overcome. He said, whilst he was on the cross, with blood spilling and pain in his body, he was a believer on the cross. He was looking at joy set before him. He was in pain. He was crying. He was sad. He, he felt his father had deserted him. But the Bible talks about the joy that was set before him. So you may think Jesus is on the cross. He's in pain. He's crying. Nobody is minding him and so on. But as he's hanging on the cross, as he's passing three members, his eyes are on 300 members. And he's not shifting his focus. You cannot come around here and be a basenta leader or a pastor without beliefs. You must have convictions. There must be certain things you don't shift from. You don't shift from. The people who do well in ministry are people who stick to beliefs. And these are the clear English words. I know that Christ didn't use English words, but at least we have, we have, we have read the English Bible. The, the English is that this is the work. What is the work? That you pray? That you visit? That you counsel? That you interact? What is the work? Believing. Because eventually, it is only believers who will pray. It is only believers who will visit. It is only believers who will counsel. It is only believers who will interact. When you see a pastor who doesn't pray, you are looking at an unbeliever. When you see a pastor who cannot produce a list of members he has visited, you are looking at a pastor who doesn't believe in visitation. This is the work. So, we gather you and we pump PVCI into your head. Okay, go and pray. Go and visit. That's why our, our churches are barren, salted, sandy lands. Deserts with patches of oases here and there, but generally there is a death of fruitfulness because you don't start ministry with prayer, you start ministry with beliefs. Beliefs, you start ministry by believing, having a set of beliefs. 
This is the work. <laughs> this is the work. If nobody has taught you, this is the work. Yeah. I'm telling anybody listening to me or sitting here who doesn't have anything to be proud of, you are an unbeliever. You're an unbeliever. Calabrosa. Why should we believe? Number two, we need beliefs to neutralize the challenges and the opposition that comes to us in the ministry. We need it. We must neutralize opposition. Paul said, a great door is open to me. But there are many adversaries. The only, hello, hello, hello. The only ingredient needed to neutralize the adversarial posture of the enemy in your life in ministry is to believe. You must have beliefs. <laughs> when you see a pastor who has pastored for 10 years and his church is 800, he is not, he's not a hard-working pastor or a prayer. He is just a believer. You see, let me, let me continue. Numbers 13. Thank you, Jesus. What you may not know is that ministry is done in the midst of opposition. Hello, please look up. Please look up just for 20 seconds. You continue writing. You will never be allowed to do ministry. The God you are serving is not the God of this world. The owner of this world, the God of this world will not, will not sit back and watch you bring bass loads of footballers. Bass, you bring a whole family to church, friends, a pet. No, 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 no. They will oppose you. And those are arrangements that are with. That's why many of you sitting here have, you, you have been neutralized by the devil. Because I have never had it easy to do ministry. And I'm not special. So you two will never have it easy. Verse 26. Numbers 13. 26. Look at it. They went and came to Moses. They went. These are the 12 spies. They went. Moses sent them. And then they came back to Moses. And to all the congregation of the children of Israel. To the wilderness of Paran. To Kadesh. And so on. And, 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 and they... They showed them the fruit of the land. They showed them the fruit. They went to a place to spy. And they came back and showed the fruit. This is the fruit of the land. Oranges. Guava. Plantain. Fruit of the land. That is, the land you sent us 
to spy on, but the way which is our promised land is a land that produces plantains. It's a land that produces cassava. And this is a, this is the evidence. There's nowhere we grow mangoes. It must have come from where we went to spy. This is it. These are the mangoes. They showed them the fruits of the land. 27. And they told him and said, We came to the land whither thou sentest us, and surely, apart from these fruits, it's a land which flows with milk and honey. And this is the fruit of it. Milk and honey and fruits. It's a beautiful land. Everybody knows that ministry is beautiful. I mean, if you are there at the Independence Square on Friday, you see that I mean, that is glory at his peak. I, I cannot think, apart from heaven, I don't know of anything on earth which looks anything like this. I mean, if your ministry produces what we saw at the Independence Square, I mean, you must be the president of Africa or the president of the world. Yeah. Is there anybody here who doubts that ministry can be glorious? Nobody doubts it. This is the fruits. It flows with milk and honey. These are the fruits. Nevertheless, Saluma Kalabradasa, Katapapatapachakatakaba, in spite of the large crowds which are possible, in spite of thousands of branches which are possible, in spite of shepherds and souls who are possible, the, 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 the people be strong. That dwell. Yeah, this is ministry. The people you are going to bring are strong. And the cities are walled. And which I say, the, the boy you want to bring to church, he has been protected by demonic forces. He is walled. You cannot just go and say, hey, let's go. No, 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 no. The cities are walled. And moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. And very soon you know who they are. Next verse. The Amalekites dwell. Shalika Torah Baba. Then they began to do geography. See, in spite of the fact that these are the fruits, in spite of the fact that somebody has done it and it's possible, the Amalekites dwell in the south. Hittites and Jebusites and Amorites in the mountains. Canaanites by the sea. And by the coast. So everywhere is occupied. Because the truth is that there is no free soul for anybody. Every soul is occupied by demons. Thirty. But there was a man. There was a man. There was a man. There was a man. Called Caleb. Called Caleb. He stilled the people before Moses and said, Let us go up at once. 
Say beliefs. Let's go up at once and possess it. For we are able to overcome these people. We can overcome Habakkuk. Next verse. I'll come back here. 31. But the man. So Caleb obviously we will know later on that he was with Joshua. One side. And the ten. So ten by two. But the man that went up with him said we be not able to go up against the people. We can't go. One person is saying let us go. Another one is saying that we cannot go. For they are stronger than we. They brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched. The land through which we have gone to search is a land that eateth its, its inhabitants. And all the people we saw are men of great stature. Giants. There we saw the giants. The sons of Anak. Which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight as grasshoppers. And so were we in their sight. This one is a convention message. I, I don't, I'm not having a convention here. But I want to tell you something very interesting. That there were ten men. And there were two men. Now, the ten men had evidence. Facts. What were the facts? The people are strong. It's a fact. The cities are walled. It's fact. It's a fact. And very great. There are giants there. I mean, when a human being sees a giant, he has seen a giant. Yeah. It's a, it's a fact. Say it's a fact. So when I say, then you say it's a fact. Yes. He said, the people are strong. The cities are walled. <laughs> the cities are great. The, uh, the, 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 the Anakim are there. The, the, the sons of Anak. I, I've told you in Hebrew, the plural, they will add I am. So Anak is one and Anakim is many. Yeah, the, the, the Anakim are there. That is, the giants are there. What do you say? The Amalekites are in the south. The Hittites and the Jebusites and the Amorites are in the mountains. The Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. Ladies and gentlemen, ten people, all they had were facts which were verifiable. But these two guys, the Bible says they had no facts. All they had were beliefs. That in spite of your facts, I have a belief. I believe that in spite of the giant, we are able to possess it. I believe that in spite of the Jebusites, the Amorites, in spite of the fact that they are students and they write exams on Sundays, they can come to church. They had no facts. They had, they had no facts. Why? Because in, in our real world, 
if you are doing ministry, you will encounter facts that are adversarial. Facts that are in opposition. Facts that will neutralize every, every zeal in you. Yes, that the people, there's no water in their area. If you are having a service at 6.30, the earliest they can come is 8 a.m. If you are having a service at 10 a.m., the earliest they can come is 11 a.m. Actually, these guys haven't been to school, so you cannot even train them to become shepherds. You are, you are confronted with facts. But ladies and gentlemen, when you have got beliefs, Jesus, today I'm informing you that beliefs are more powerful than facts. Did you know that in spite of the anarchy, in spite of the cities, in spite of the Jebusites, in spite of the Amorites, did they possess the land in the end? I can't hear you. I said, did they possess it? Even though the cities were walled, it means there is no fact that can stand the power of having a conviction that I can fill my hall with members. That my bus will be filled and by June I'm having two buses. You want to do ministry and expect the evidence around you to, sub, to help you. No. Anybody who is doing ministry is doing it against the grain. Against the direction of flow. If you are waiting for the world to, to, to favor your cause, the world to favor your ministry, you are, you, you, look, look, I'm telling you that, that you are not prepared. I'm preparing you. When you step out tomorrow, when you step out on Saturday, when you step out on Friday, you know, know it all that you have stepped into a world of facts that are adversarial, that are opposing your, that, that there is nothing in the world that will encourage you. But the people who make it are not MBA holders, are not university graduates, are not men are not women, are not tall people. The people who make it, and I know that you are also going to make it, the people who make it in the ministry are people with what? Beliefs. I can do it. It will work. You watch it. It will be full. Ah, But this area, people don't live here. You watch it. The people with three members, five members, over three years, 20 members for seven years, are people who began ministry without a preparedness and a readiness to confront the adversaries. That's why God said, stop what you are going to tell them. And tell them what ministry work really is. Yes. And that the reason why there is barrenness in your church is not because you don't preach well, but the people who are doing the work are men without beliefs. Unbelievers are serving God. Unbelievers are pastors. Unbelievers are shepherds. Look, I was with Bishop. No, no, no. On that porch and altar last week. And he said it. He said, the crusade tracks. 
the first love building we are in, the Kodesh, the buildings all over the world, they are all a product of his beliefs. He believed 30 years ago. Yeah. He finished school. His training was directing him to Switzerland or America or London. But he had some beliefs that this thing will work. They called him half-caste. They said he wasn't a Ghanaian. But he believed that the ministry will work. Has it worked? So will yours also work. Whatever is fighting you, whatever is... Today, I came to spark anger in you. A sense of revolt and a sense of, of opposition of the opposer. Whatever is fighting you. You can't speak English. Believe that you'll be preaching in English one of these days. You don't have a shepherd. Believe that there are shepherds going to come. The thing, the thing which delivers victory in the ministry are beliefs. Ask your neighbor, what do you believe? But do, no, ask yourself, what is the type of ministry you are doing? Please sit down. What do you have in the ministry? Ask your, ask your neighbor. Ask him, what do you have? Ask him, are you a believer? All we have done is a ministry which is done with great respect for the anachronisms. Great respect for the cities that are walled. Great respect for the giants. Great respect for the Jebusites. But the people who have something in the end are people who defy defiance. They defy the walls of the city. They defy, they are defiant. Receive a spirit of defiance. You want to have something? You want to have something? Number three. Why? Why should we believe? Believing keeps you on your original track. Original track. (laughs) Original. Everybody who is in the ministry began the ministry with fire and belief and a certain a certain goal. A certain goal. But as you go on, as you go on, sometimes even the person who is even your pastor will be the one pushing you away from the ministry. I have pushed people away from the ministry many times. There are people today who are not in the ministry because of me. I pushed them away. I tested them. They didn't pass. Elijah told Elijah, don't come to me. You are going here. I said, I'll come. Look, there is something called deviation. Deviation. A lot of us sitting here have deviated. You have deviated. 
No, no, listen. I, I, I'm not talking about that, that you are a businessman or you are a lawyer or you are. I, I'm a doctor. So you two must be a driver or a businessman or a lawyer. Everybody has something he's doing. Yes. But when God calls you into the ministry, you cease to be a businessman. You cease to be a doctor. Not that you must come forth or stop your business. You are doing the business, but it is not in your heart. If you joke, you will be on a path you never imagined you would be. John 6. By all means, by all means, there will be something that will put pressure on you to depart from the path. Yeah. Your work, your marriage. I see people marry and get pregnant. They can't do ministry again. Somebody is preparing for wedding. Wedding. He can't attend Basenta meeting because he's preparing for a wedding. <laughs> now, now, so, so, so you see that, and, and let me tell you, so when you see such things, eh, you are seeing people who lack the essential ingredient of beliefs. Beliefs. Verse 63. It is the spirit that quickeneth. The flesh profited nothing. Verse 7. 67. 64, sorry, 64. (laughs) He was speaking to his disciples. But there are some of you that believe not. So this wasn't a convention with 5,000 people. There are some of you that believe not. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were that believe not and who should betray him. Many, many Judases are sitting here tonight. What does it mean to betray? To betray means that when we see you, we don't see ministry in you. You, you are betrayed. That people felt that, oh, but this girl is a shepherd. Then it means that in, in, in two years, she will have eight members. But in two years, you are struggling with eight members. You have betrayed the power of God. Many branch pastors have betrayed. It's like when we see you, it's like you, you have given God up. You have given God up. Like Judas betrayed. He presented Jesus Christ as a thief, as an evil man, as somebody worthy of exchanging for 30 pieces of silver. He betrayed. And it's all from not believing. He said, I know there are some of you tonight sitting here. Who don't believe? Next verse. Therefore said I unto you, 
that no man can come to me except it were given to him of my father. 66. Action is starting. From that time, many of his disciples went back. Back means that they did not advance. They did not stay on course. Many of his disciples went back. Even in my life, I've seen people I began ministry with in this church. Today, I can't find them. I can't find them. My, my pastors, I mean, they were not appointed pastors, but I mean, that's the work they are doing. Yeah. The pastors I had, I had a service called Shine. You, you have just come. A, a very, very major service. The pastors I was working with in Shine, today, I can't find them. Only about two or one are proper. The rest have all been neutralized by demons. Yes. It's here. It's not, it's not only to, uh, 2017 or 2018. It, it existed 2,000 years ago. It said from that time, some disciples, people who were being raised as pastors, who were being trained as men, men of God, who were being brought up as women of God, they went back. And you see, the reason why they went back is the next verse. Will you also go? So, these guys have gone. Then I come and stand here. Will you also go? Don't forget. All our disciples. It's just because of time. That's why I, I didn't go to 60. To talk about the message. That he said. Eat me. Eat me. My meat. My body is meat. Eat me. My blood is drink. Drink me. Then as soon as he said it, they said no. I mean, we've had our suspicions. We've had our suspicions. But he has never shown it. Today, it's a thing that once it is inside you, it will come out one day. By all means, one day, one day. I mean, people say the Sadducees are talking, the scribes are talking, the, 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 what is the name? The, the Gentiles are speaking, the high priests. I mean, there the, the are things going on. But we have been very committed. We know that it's not possible. I mean, that, you, that guy you are following, be very careful of him. But today, it's not like he himself says that, eat me. He himself is saying that, come, my flesh, eat my flesh. This must be either a madman, an occult, or a vampire. Eat me. Razadaba, Bradasa. A certain man had two sons. The younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that followed to me. And his father gave him. Not many days after, he took his journey to a far country. And there, he wasted his substance with righteous living. When you go down and down, the other brother's words, All these years, I have lived with you. All these years, I have served you. And thou gavest me not a kid 
to make merry with my friend. Always there is a certain man with two sons. And can I tell you something? The difference is not from the father. The difference is not from the house. The difference is not from the food they are eating. The difference is from something that is inside one that is not inside the other. As they were walking around, not knowing that some of the disciples were actually unbelievers. The message Jesus preached was a message to both groups. There was nothing, there was no treatment he gave one group that the other group did not have. But there was a group which had something and they walked no more with him. 67. Then Jesus said, will you also go away? Will you also behave the way these ones are behaving? Then, of course, Peter answered, said, Lord, to whom shall we go? Same message, same Christ, same everything, same, I'm sorry, they are just finished eating, same, same everything. But Peter said, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. Next verse, watch it. And we, we those who are staying behind, we those who are not following the other disciples, it's not because we went to ABMTC and this one did not go. It's not because we have Dick's Bible and this one don't have. The only thing that separates us is that we believe. We believe. Why? Because, because, once again, let's come back. Let's, let's backslide. Let's go back a little. If you don't believe, what is going to happen is that for, for Joshua and Caleb, it was the Anakims and the people. But for these guys, it was the message. There, I'm saying that you will never be allowed to do ministry without opposition. If the demons don't oppose you, I myself, I will oppose you as a pastor. I will say something you will see something I'm, I'm telling you you will see something you will hear something you will Jesus Christ look Malachi Malachi gave a prophecy before he was born 400 years that the guy who is coming will be the reason why some people said he shall he shall lead to the rising up and the falling down of some I said, if the demons don't come in, your center pastor will test you. And if the center pastor is weak, the bishop himself will, 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 will throw a salvo your way. You will be tested. But the people who remain, the people who stay, the people who stay on course, are those who, in spite of what they've heard, what they've seen, 
what are the experience they believe that this man is a good man that this work is a good work that the ministry is what god called me to do poverty will not shift me people leaving me will not shift me whatever i have i'm going to use it to build the work of god you will never be allowed unhindered we believe lift your two hands and say increase my belief pray we believe oh no no sit down sit down oh we've not closed crowd we've got about two more hours we've not closed crowd oh no 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 lift your hands and pray lord increase my belief many who began have deviated they are into something else because the forces the pressure the 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 the, the, the circumstances that will come your way they, they are deliberate i said they are deliberate to to let you give up those who remain those who stay on course those who continue outreaching those who continue praying those who continue pastoring are those who began with beliefs Pray and say, Father, put some beliefs in me. Convictions, beliefs, some persuasions, some beliefs. My God, you don't do ministry by passing exam. You don't do ministry by going to a Bible school. You don't do ministry by just reading a book. The people who survive are believers. Those who remain, who remain singing for God, who remain preaching, who remain pastoring, are not people who did not face opposition, but are people who inspired, inspired Lord, of what they heard, what they saw, what they experienced. Lift your hands and say, Lord, make me a believer. Make me a believer. Pray. Sharananda, oh Melono, Parne, Dilolo, Barnande, Shapalani, Koso, Toro, Bolomompa, Ripelene, Rempani, Pindi, Prastantos, Peleniga, Mantolo, Bosha, Rembo, Robo, Rembo, Robo, Ribolobo, Shibel, Kaliabos, Kabio, Se Parnina, Brikete, Mi, Agrano, Parnile, Dioboshe, Dioboshe, some of you have been neutralized already. Can you imagine that if your destiny is linked to the ministry, you are out already? You are out. You are out. Repo Oshitelele. Saliba. Make me a believer. Make me a believer. My God. Thank you. Thank you. Number four. Number four. Number four, why should we believe? Why? We should believe because there are things in the ministry you will never see unless you believe. I'll take it again. There are things in the ministry you will never see. Never. Never. 
unless you believe. Many of us are, I told you last week or two weeks ago, I said, what you are doing, if this is actually what God intended you to do, he would have used a cow. He would have sent a dog to that placenta. <laughs> if, if, if what you are doing is actually what God originally intended to get from you, he would have sent a monkey. He would have sent a monkey. Zanulaka. <laughs> most people, most some of you, most, many of you, is not most, many of you, what you are doing is at the level of inanimate objects. Ministry. By the way, the title is the work of the ministry. Yeah. Most of what you are doing, unbelievers. Look, if I give an unbeliever who smokes weed, chess, a classroom, a Bible, you will do what you are doing. Don't forget that the unbelievers sitting there, they are also doing outreaches. They also mobilize. They mobilize to drinking bars. They mobilize to watch movies. They mobilize in school. They mobilize to watch to, to, to play football. They mobilize to watch pornography. So what you are calling mobilization is the work of an unbeliever. The real believer who is a child of God with the spirit of God in him will never produce what you are producing. And I'm saying that there are some things in the ministry you will never see. There's a certain level of ministry you will never see until you have the tenacity of a mountain goat. A tenacity. A certain faith. A certain belief that even when you are down, you are saying that you are up. Jesus John 11, you remember when he was called that Lazarus was sick? He was, he came, he had died and they were quarreling. Yeah. Verse 40, John 11. Look at it. John 11, verse 40. Jesus said to her, said I not unto thee. Is it thee or thee? Thee. Said I not unto thee that if thou wouldest believe Zanikata, thou shouldest see the glory, the glory. There's a certain glory, a certain beauty, a certain type of ministry. You will never see it until you have beliefs. That's how many of you are not seeing it in your ministry. And I'm going to tell you in an hour's time, I'm going to start in an hour's time, what you must believe. Yes. In an hour's time. Hmm. 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 You find people praying, Lord, I 
I, I, I see my, my, my whole field and I see this. I, Lord, this is Look, you will never see anything until you believe. Yes. Believing is what makes you see. In the world, you see before you believe. Long before this church sat 500 members, I broke the wall at the back. Long! I didn't break that wall when we were crammed in here. We were some measly number of people. I broke it! I knew that a day will come, some of my church members will be sitting upstairs. Are they sitting there today? In the ministry, you believe and then you see. You don't see blue and say, oh, this is blue. Because the anarchists will never give you blue. If you want to see blue, they will give you velvet. (laughs) Did I not tell you? If only you will believe. You will see, and he was specific. You see a church building, or you see crowds, or you see, he said, you will see the glory of God. Like what we saw on Friday. That is glory. Not what is in your church. That's not glory. That is cancer. That is a disease. HIV or a Somalian pirate who, is, who has been starved for six months. That's no ministry. What you have is not glory. What you see here on Sunday is glory. And I'm sure you are saying, ah, Pastor, what nonsense is that? On Sunday, it's not my member and his members and their members and their members who, who come here. I want to tell you something. You are pushing me to say something to you. That, 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 listen, what you don't know, even, even your members, your members say, it is because of this church they are in that they come to your bar center because there is a hope for something better than what they are seeing in your bar center. It's, Don't mess with a man God has anointed. You think I came from the university to this church? You think I came from the university? Or from Belgium? I came from the presence of God. That's why I'm dying to see you also. Come. That as, as I have you. Bringing people to my service. May you also have people under you who bring people to your basenta. That is when you can start talking. And I declare and prophesy that the era and the age of your barrenness is ended. Why? Because as I speak, a spirit of faith is entering you right now. That's why I'm telling you that. You too. You too. The same way I have been able to get you to bring six members, even though it's a kwashiorkor ministry you are doing. You too try and get somebody who will bring six kwashiorkor people to your basenta. We are all in a kwashiorkor ministry. <laughs> we are full of kwashiorkors. Zalabata. I said there are some things you will never see. 
Ask her neighbor, what do you want to see in your ask tell her what do you want to see in your singing ministry? Karadababa. Shadaba. When you take the microphone and you stand there and you are singing, you must love the Lord. You, you are singing with a conviction and you are imagining 5,000 people one day sitting in front of you. So, with 5,000 in mind, when you go for rehearsals, you rehearse with energy. You rehearse with a conviction. You rehearse with fire because you know that it, you, you will be preaching or you'll be singing to a few people only for a short time. That a day will come. Lie, lie, be some lie. Before you die, you will sing to 2,000 people before you die. Receive a conviction. What do you want to see? What do you want to see? That your cathedral on the Holy Hill is full. Brother, it's not by preaching. No, no, no. Stop, stop. Believing. It is the believer that will, anybody who is wild doing something like I'm wild doing something has beliefs. Don't see me as somebody who came from the university or I was an engineer. I came from VRA or my, my father was a former minister of parliament as a member of parliament or minister of parliament. Whatever it is there. No, 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 no. I am a man with a mandate. There are some things you will never see. Didn't I tell you that if you believe, you will see glory? You see, some of you, what you are seeing, you are seeing something, but it's not glory. It's a sickness. It is disgrace. It is humiliation. It is, it is, it is, it is. I don't want to use that word. What you are seeing, what do you have? I mean you, what do you have in the ministry? Are you not a lady pastor? What do you have? How many years have you done ministry? By this time, you should point, even if you have left, you, you should point to a thousand people in a room. Fourteen years ago, I was pastoring 500, 600 people. I was a student. What do you have? I'm telling today, I'm explaining to you the reason for your sickly looking ministry is because you are not, a, I'm going to show you what you believe. You are not a believer because if you, anybody who believes, he will see glory. Glory is something that makes people ask, is this heaven or earth? How can it be? How can a cathedral this size be filled, packed upstairs, outside, twice? How? Which is not air conditioned. A hall without any carpet on the floor. We sit on plastic chairs. How? People sit down and the chair, those those ones who, which break. It means the people sitting down didn't pay tights. 
Listen. And it gets even it gets worse when you go to the service and you listen to the pastor preaching. Then you hear that the, the man, whether he's a madman or he's a weed smoker or he, he, he's looking for something. Is he normal at all? That's not a church. A decent person will attend and come again. But there is something here. What do you have? Did I not tell you that if you are a man with convictions and you believe, you will see glory. You will see glory. The choir we are seeing here, it's not glory. It's a choir. There's a difference between a church and glory. I said what you saw on Friday night is called glory. It's not church. It's not church. It's not church. It's called glory. Most of what you do here in front here is singing. We must sing. There's a difference between glory and singing. There's a difference between glory and church. There's a difference between glory and keyboarding. There's a difference between glory and the basenta. Did I not tell you? Let me tell you. You can have church. You can have basenta. You can have a crusade. You can have whatever. But you will never see glory without having beliefs. Number five. Zalabosa. The ministry which has life. Is the ministry done with beliefs? Many of what we are doing is lifeless. Dead ministries. Dead. Dry. Dry. And, and, and of course, I'm sure you know that this thing, if I come here next five years and I see this thing tall, I'll kill myself. It's not possible. This thing is tall. Why is it not possible? It is not living. It's not living. It's not a living thing. But if I come next five years and you are tall, even if you are not tall, I still some pot belly or some thighs or some anything that has life grows. So your basenta, which is not growing, is dead. A cell has life and it grows. So when I look at your data over three months and I say six, 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 seven, seven, six, six, seven, seven, six, six, seven, six, I ask myself, are you a rapper? Are you a rapper? Six, six, seven, seven, six, 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 seven, seven, eight, six, seven, seven, six, seven, eight. Ask your neighbor, are you a rapper? Are you a rapper? Or you are a man of God? Eleven, 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 thirteen, eleven, eleven, seventy-eight, seventy-six, seventy-seven, seventy-eight, seventy-six, seventy-seven, seventy-eight, seventy-seven, sixty-four, sixty-four. No, 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 no,
that's, that's, that is a wee smoker rapper. The ministry which has life in it is a ministry which is 6, 6, 8, 12, 6, 8, 8, 13, 14, 16, 20, 28, 30, 46, 50, 57, 80, 89, 90, 100, 102, 110, 150, 200, 220. That is life! And the ministry, John 20, John 20, verse 30. I was sitting at the porch and altar last week, Wednesday. And as Bishop was leading us to pray, he said something about believing. Instantly, there was a mega download the Lord said that is it that's the key what the man has just said that's the key stop beating about the bush the people in your church working are not believers they are apprentices and many other signs truly did Jesus in the presence of his disciples which are not written in this book. That is the Bible. They they didn't write it. Watch it, 31. But these are written. These are written. That ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life. Life. When you see a church which is growing Members, they are always changing people. But centers are starting, moving people from here. Starting this, let's start, let's change this. Let's have a different type of service. Let's start with prayer. Let's it growing. Let's break here. Let's move here. It's a ministry with life. If you are, if I wasn't a believer, I would never break this wall. As I'm speaking, there are pastors running away from their churches. What is it a, a, another pastor has that makes him stay in the church and rather expand the seams of the church? It's not the Bible he uses to preach. It's not the books he's preaching from. He's a believer. He's a believer. And I, let me tell you, I, I'm, not, I'm not apologetic. He said, these things are written. So that you believe. A lot of things that happen around you are happening so that you will also be a believer. If you will examine my ministry just a little, it will stir up beliefs in you. These things are written. That's why I entered Lighthouse. 27 years ago or so. I, I, I was just a church. I, I was going to church. My life's work was to be a doctor. But when I entered the church, the first Sunday, I heard the pastor preaching about faith. And as the years went on, I said, no, I must do some of this. So these things were done so that I might believe. 
I'm not surprised. I am not surprised that I have the beliefs I have. I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised. The attendance of this church has shot up by about four to five hundred members over the past four months. The past four months. Nothing less than 400, minimum 400. The past three, three months. I'm not in the third, fourth month, the fourth month. Yes. Yes, three months. That in believing, you might have life. When we enter your basenta, you must feel life. When we come for your center service, we must feel life. When we come for, 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 for a service, when you enter here on Sunday, what, what do you feel? Do you feel death? Do you feel power? Do you feel life? When we come to your territory, we must feel like the, the, the lifelessness of what you are doing is a result of your own belief. Or beliefless. Beliefless. That in believing, anybody, anybody, Pentecost, Anglican, Lighthouse, any church, action, any church, anything, anything you see which is thriving, there's activity, I mean, it's working, there's growth, things are changing. You are, it is led by somebody who believes. Number six. The size of your belief determines the size of your ministry. I'm doing my work. The size of your belief determines what? The height of your mother. What? The amount of money in the bank. No. The size of your belief determines the size of your ministry. That's why, you, if you remember, I told you last week or last, that the, the word basenta or center or cathedral, there are cathedrals in this UD which has got an attendance that is less than a branch 10 by 30. You didn't hear me? You didn't hear what I said? What did I say? So there are cathedrals. The attendance in this in the UD, the attendance in that cathedral is less than the attendance in some of our uh, uh, what is the name? Ten by thirty pantine. Don't know what type of church. It's not the name. It's not whether you are called by center. If you like, remove me from here and let me go and start a cell. Mega church cell. You will redefine the definition of a cell in three years. Because as I'm going, I, it's not. I many years ago I said it's not because I, I, I was a pastor. I said the title on me does not define my ministry. Not today. Listen to my messages I preached 20 years ago. I why not in the church? I told them. I said, I am pastor, but the ministry I'm doing is not a pastor's ministry. 
what you are looking at is not because I am a bishop. There is a basic belief. I'm a phlegmatic for your information. I'm a phlegmatic. Ask my mother. I'm a phlegmatic. I'm, I'm saying it because some of you sitting here have resigned from greatness because of your finances, your education, your child, your marriage, your mother, your father, and you, 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 are, and you are unable to rise. Some of you sitting here should be pastors by now. But you don't believe in the ministry. Believe in the ministry. You believe in something else. I mean, Joel sitting here. He was one of my top follow-up. Was he not follow-up? Where is now? Do you know Joel? That white man sitting there. Was he not in follow-up those days? Just a follow-up. Top! He's still there. Top, top, top. He was ranking with the George Von Kujos and those. But. He believes more in business. <laughs> As he's sitting there, nothing less than 200 people will be required of him. The size of your belief determines the size of your ministry. Second Chronicles 2. The size of the ministry. That little thing you are doing. That big thing you are doing. That fat thing. When we see the size of your ministry, we don't need to have any chat with you. We can tell the size of your belief. Verse 5. 2 Chronicles 2. He says, And the house which I build is great. Why? For great is our God above all gods. That ministry I'm doing is great because my belief in the God I'm serving is that the God is great. That is why the house is great. What you believe eventually translates. I don't need to have a discussion with you. I can tell what your beliefs are by the, by the attendance data I see. But the people who come on your bus, I can tell that you are an unbeliever. This is the work of God that you believe. The house I'm building, the basenta I'm building, is great. Why? Because great is the God that I'm serving. I believe in a great God. That's why the ministry I'm doing is great. Number seven. Zalabroka. Sanamo. Ha. Believing. That's the last that I'm going to talk about. What you must believe. That's just for two more hours. Number seven. Listen, listen. Listen, 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 listen. Believing determines the pace, the speed. With which ministry is done. Your belief. Determines. Your slow. Posture. Your slow attitude. Shows. That you are an unbeliever. John. 
Let's do Matthew. Let's take that from Matthew. 3, verse 13. Matthew 3, 13. Then cometh Jesus from Galilee to John. But John forbade him. John forbade him. Say, I have need to be baptized rather by you. You are rather coming to me for what? And Jesus said, Jesus, with conviction, said, suffer it to be so next week. (laughs) Suffer it to be so what? Now, now, now. You see, there's a type of energy, there's a type of conviction that believes that the outreach must be done now. The things, the crusade must be done now. The changes must happen now. The people who say, oh, next month, next week, next whatever, are people who are unbelieving. He said, let, let it happen. Those who sit here and are postponing your prayer life. That in July, you will start waking up at four. <laughs> July, 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 July. Yes. You start, you start doing your outreaches. Oh, my ministry, it will grow. In the sweet by and by, generally speaking, by the grace of God, uh, things are going to get better. I know that once we are, and, and you know, Bishop is a strong man. I know that he, he's, I mean, the way he's preaching, I can see that things was going to work. By August, I expect to see at least some six members. And so on. You are non-believer. Jesus, when he was baptized, he went up straight out of the water. And the heavens were opened. May the heavens be opened above you. And he saw the Spirit of God descending. 17. And lo, a voice from heaven saying, This is my beloved son, in whom I am well pleased. This is a son who doesn't delay, who is fast. Who, who, who acts on, on his convictions? Who moves as the convictions come? From today, may you not allow even a day to pass for you to do what you must do. The people you must bring to church on Sunday, begin to work on them now! Be, be a believer. Be a believer. When you sit here, today is Tuesday, you don't contact your members, but on Saturday evening you are calling them to tell them to meet you behind the cocoa cellars, whatever it is. It means that you are an unbeliever. You are an unbeliever. Look, the ministry, it is believers who do ministry. So these days, when we see ourselves, are you a believer or an unbeliever? Now, I want to end by showing you what we must believe. What you must believe. Number one. Number one. Believe that it is a great thing to serve the Lord. Kalaboza. Shadeka Azanda Abragada Baba. 
Saba. If you are a lawyer, you are an engineer, you are you are you are a professor, you are a businesswoman, you are a carpenter, and you are also in the ministry. You tell yourself every day, I believe it. I believe it that it is a great thing that what I'm doing is great. Nehemiah said the work I'm doing is great. The people who believe that what they are doing is great are the people who see the works of God. Some of you are pastors, but you don't believe what you are doing is great. You believe the ministry you are doing is a disturbance. Some of you are shepherds. You don't see greatness in what you are doing. But Nehemiah is saying, he said, the work we are doing is great. And by the way, it's not because I'm a full-time pastor. I'm telling you, ministry is higher than presidency of a country. Something that you do only for eight years. That is even subject to your ability to, to do things. I, I mean, why? Why would you want me to do something that depends on someone liking me? No. I'd rather do something that depends on God liking me. God choosing me. God selecting me. May the God who selected you make you a great person. May the God who lifted you. I said, may the God who who who, who brought you from some of you were from the village. Tell your neighbor, the ministry is a great thing. Yeah. You see, the, the people, the people who do great things in the ministry are those who believe. See, that's why I say the work here is to believe. Because based on the type of classroom, remember Michael, if you I don't know, your wife is here. If you remember, what type of classroom were we in? In Mataiko, the church we were pastoring. Was this air conditioned? What was the type? What what, what was the state of the classroom? Um, it was a very small classroom. Usually, when we are having services, we have goats and chickens. Goats and chickens. Truly, it's not something that's like seen. They, they enter, they enter pass through. passing through, yeah. and so on. The, the windows of the classroom the were, torn were torn and all yeah. kinds of things. But I believe that what I was doing in that classroom was bigger than my profession as a medical doctor. Over time, it has shown. I beg you to believe, no matter how rich you are, no matter how intelligent you are, believe that it is great. That's why Moses was shocked by the attitude of Korah and Datan. In number 16, verse 9. He said, Cement it, but a small thing. Is it a small thing? Is it a small thing to you? Number 16. Cement it, but a small thing to you that God will separate you from the congregation to bring you near to Himself to stand before. Imagine this brother sitting here. What's your name? Prosper. I I, I hope you are prospering there. Let's all sit down. Sit down. 
I'm the pastor. God has chosen me to be the pastor of this church. And I'm preaching to you. Then somehow, one day, one day, some fire, a twist of fire. He, he, you are a part of the crowd. But God makes you stand up. He holds your hand and brings you here. He says, stand here. Get the microphone. Now preach. Did you hear the noise you made? Yeah, it's a noise of shock and a noise of bewilderment because giving this guy the microphone is a very, 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 very big thing. The distance from here to here is not 10 meters. The distance may be 15 years, may be 60 years, may be 40 years. When God picks you from the back and brings you to stand here and puts a Bible in your hand to minister to the people, it is not a small thing. It is indeed a great thing. And the few of us who believe that it is a great thing are those who will give themselves to the ministry. I can show you video upon video. Years ago, I was a member of the church. I was sitting down, writing notes. Yes. Today, I'm sweating. I've never sweated in church before. I come cool, cool in, cool out. Cool in, cool out. With cool aid. Cool in, cool out. Today, I'm wet. Why? Because I'm, I'm giving every sinew, every energy, every muscle, every... Because what God has done for me, it's not a small thing. A wee smoker, a wee seller, a locally manufactured arms dealer like you. God picks you from the village. Today, you are a pastor of about 10 members. Is it a small thing? That today, when you text 10 people and you say, we are meeting in church, they come. You, you call people for a meeting and they come to sit down to listen to you. It is not a small thing. But rather, many of you rather are of the mind that you are being disturbed. It's a bother. It's a bother. It's a bother. I don't see it as a bother. I'm rather bothering God for him to have patience with someone like me. It's a privilege for me. Oh, yes. So when I stand here, there's no shame. I'm normally a very self-conscious person. Self, you know, very self-conscious. I'm very, you know, I mean, that's why even I wear what I wear. I don't like for people to see that I'm sweating. Or I look a bit, you know. No. But when I look at what the Lord has done for me, my God, that I'm, I, a stammerer like me is preaching to 2,500 people every Sunday morning 
I, 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 it, it makes me believe that this thing I'm doing is greater than medical professor, engineer, professor medicine. This is the work that you believe that what has been given to you, Amaka, is a great thing. Not the conferences you organize. And when you believe that something is great, it will show in the outputs. We won't need to ask you whether you believe. We can see by your belief, by what you are doing, that what you are doing must mean. I mean, anybody who comes here and sees me on Sunday from 6.30 a.m. to 5 p.m., close to 12 hours, non-stop except a break for a choir to sing or a testimony to be given non-stop back to back close to nine hours of talking it must mean a lot to me (laughs) it must mean a lot to me especially when there is a plethora of pastors who can do exactly what I'm doing it must mean a lot to me I believe it when you come here, when you see me, when was the last time you sweated for the ministry? When have you called your five members and said, we are going to have a camp? We are going to have a camp. That thing, that, that thing, that thing that Bishop did. No. We, we are five, but we will have a camp. Yes. Yeah. Rowie Basenta Shepherd's Camp. Me and my three members, we are going to Kweu to have a camp. Believe it. Not when I give you a contract to make a road from Mr. Mankese to Begro. That's a great work. Believe it. Believe that this is a great... Nehemiah believed it. I, I'm showing you what should you believe. Believe that. It's a great thing you are doing. It's not a by the side, side plate, or some, something, something marginal, or something you are doing to help. Helping me? I don't need your help. To hell with your help. You are helping me? What? Can you imagine me saying I'm helping God? Or I'm helping Bishop Dagwood Mills? The ministry I'm doing is for me. Ah, is that the mind you have that you are helping me? Don't try it. It is for you. It's for you. You think I'm doing ministry for some lighthouse or some Bishop Dagwood Mills? He has only given me a chance to, to, to lift my life up, to upgrade my life. Anybody who is made a shepherd has been given a chance and a privilege to do something better. My God. What the ministry has done for me, no amount of money can pay for it. What it has done to my person, my personality, my life. It's not money. My value. Put me at the helm of any institution in Ghana. Any. 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 Put me there at the head. Give me two years. Any ministry. What are you talking about? Track pushers are ministers of whatever it is. 
a man doing ministry in different nations, insulting pastors in Zambia, exhorting pastors in South Africa, calling pastors from Togo. What can't I do here? Is it airport? I will manage it times 10. And not because I'm a doctor. Because 24 years ago, God gave me the privilege of managing something that is bigger than an airport. It's called the soul of a man. It's more complex. It's more, it's more, it's more mysterious. Pupil teachers are bought chairman. Pupil teachers. You don't have any idea what 24 years ago the night Bishop Dagwood Mills, Bishop Saki, Bishop Eddie came to Indatwa Park. I was praying with the follow-up ministry and they told me never to come to Kolegono again. But there's a church in Mataiko. I should go there on Sunday and start preaching. It is 24 years ago. When he sent me there, he wasn't sending me to build a church for Lighthouse. He was sending me to develop myself, to lift up myself, to add value to myself. What I, what I am today, medicine is about 15%. But some of you, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. A villager like you, backward, you've done nothing great with your life. There's no proper person around you. Animals, nothing proper has come from your family. You couldn't go to school properly. Or even if you pass, you just pass exams. But you are an idiot within essentially an idiot that's why you cannot see the privilege of being asked to be a basenta leader but i will send you to a branch to pastor take over the branch do anything you want to do with it is it a small thing what do we believe the belief we believe is that ministry is great and that belief makes you Blast all cylinders. Number two. Number two. Number two. We are ending. What do we believe? What's the first thing we believe? Michael, is it a great thing to be a worship leader? Sorry. It's a massive thing. It's a massive thing. Massive. It's, it's, it is a mammoth. You don't have any idea that these few months of worship you are leading, you, you don't know what it has done to your life. You will never know. It is in heaven that some of you will bring me envelopes. But I'll tell you, I, I don't eat dollars in heaven. Take your rubbish away. You are into gold. I make you a pastor. A short man like you. Who will even see you? Because of you, I bought a microscope to look at you. 
Sit down and write. Number two, what do you believe? Believe in great things in the ministry. Believe in great things. Zuna Agadikra Kasa. Believe in great things. Don't believe in small things. Believe in great things. Sabah Ataba. When you are believing, believe in big things. Isaiah 60:22. He said, A little, a little, three members, a little ten, a little fifteen, a little six, a little one shall become a thousand. You may be a basenta, but believe in thousands. A little one. And little is little. Based on our numbers. 20 is little. 15 is little. 7 is little. And God even respects you. That whatever little thing you are doing. And he mentioned, it doesn't like it shall become great or many or much or most. He mentioned a thousand that if, 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 if every Basenta leader here begins to nurture in him a vision to be a pastor of 1,000 you will have to flee from this cathedral you have to run away but of course for many of us a little shall become a little little a little shall become slightly much a little shall become marginally improved. But I, I need just, if I can get six, only six basenta leaders in this church who will believe with me that a little shall become 1,000. If I can get six basenta leaders to believe in the mystery of a thousand members, I will resign and retire all of you. You are useless. If I can believe, if I can get a pastor, of a center to believe that if a little and you are pastoring 150 members that's not little if 7 members can become 1000 therefore 140 is it not more if more let's divide 140 over 7 times 1000 7 goes into 7 1 7 goes into 140 what 20 20 times 1000 is what 20,000 this is what you must believe. Obey. Forgive me for shouting. I'm sorry. What stupidity is that? Do you prefer obey or stupidity? Hey, hey, hey! Listen, 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 listen. It is because you are naturally somebody who doesn't believe in great things. You took it to school. You couldn't pass. Your, even as you sit here, your face, I can see that you, you, you are sick of microorganisms. Micro. <laughs> you don't believe that anything can be great. Your marriage cannot be great. Your business cannot be great. Your house, you can never build a greater. Your life is a chamber and hall, compound house at Akwami. But this, the work of God, this, 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 this is the work of God. What is the work of God? That you believe that your ten members shall become one thousand. And it is that belief that will let you visit. You see, when you don't visit, it's a sign that there is nothing you are believing. I'm ending now. I'm ending. 
Joshua 14. 14. He went to God. In verse 12. Look at what he said. May it also be your testimony. May you, may you develop such a language. He said, now therefore, now therefore, give me this hill. Give me this anthill. Give me this elevation. I, I asked some geography students and they told me that geographically there's nothing bigger than a mountain. I, I don't know if there's some of those, the, those who did PhD geography. Is there something bigger than a mountain? Hello? You did geography? There's something bigger than a mountain? When Joshua went to God, he didn't ask for a hill. He didn't ask for an anthill. He didn't ask for an elevation. He said, give me what? This mountain. His vision was the biggest in the area. May your vision be the largest. Oh my God. At least believe God to have the largest basenta in the whole of the United Denominations. Give me this mountain. What should you believe? Believe that the ministry is a great thing. What should you believe? Believe in great things. Believe. Tycoon, believe in great things. Believe in thousands. That is the work. You don't start ministry by praying. You don't start ministry. You, if, look. Look. If you don't believe it, you won't even pray. Jesus did not start ministry by praying. If Jesus did not have beliefs, Satan would not have allowed him to even pray in the wilderness. He said, clear away. Get thee behind me. I'm praying. You don't start with visitation. You don't do... That's why many of you are failures. Abysmally. Nothing substantial. Because you... I, I taught you that's why today's meeting is an emergency interruption. I taught you. I taught you PVCI. I taught you to pray. I taught you. But you don't start ministry by starting. You start it by believing. Number three. Believe that a great power backs you. Believe that the power that backs you is not a small power. That it's not possible that you were given an atomic bomb to bomb a tree. You won't be given an atomic bomb to bomb a tree. The power that backs you is a great power which is meant to dislodge mountains and to produce great results. Ephesians 1.19 And what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us what? Who believe according to the working of his mighty power. What power do you think backs you? Why do you think a pastor will come to my office 
and tell me that some members have taken me to Harvard to curse me for what I'm doing in the church and I didn't sit in, a, in my office so, so what should I do? Ah, should I go and give an offering? Should I go and see a prophet? Should I see an orphanage? I sat down and with majesty I said we'll be here watch how they will end and watch how I will end it's been 10 years I can't find some of them the rest who are around when they see me they know I know them the power that backs you is not a small power it said the exceeding greatness of his power and nobody will give you that size of power to produce 28 members when you witness to a girl and she doesn't come just smile and turn away and go and face the wall and begin to begin to invoke the power that is backing you as I begin to invoke the, 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 the inner workings of the power that is backing you I pray, you see, and you see when you are cognizant of the power backing you you are daring you are daring <laughs> otherwise why would a little boy David stand in front of a, a, of a giant called Goliath he said, as I'm, I may be a little boy but the power that backs me is called Jehovah. And in the name of that God, in the name of that God, even though I need a ladder to climb to shake your hand, that God backing me is a big God. So in ministry, it's not the size of the man, but it's the size of the power backing the man. And I came to announce to you, he said, behold, I give you power, 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 power to tread upon scorpions and serpents and nothing. Dream big. Dream big. Dream big. The power that backs you is great. What should you believe? So when you go and you meet somebody who wears a ring and uses their ring to chase girls and you are a girl, look at it and just, you don't know, you, you are using a ring to charm me. Before you know it, you are dancing in the church under me. <laughs> That's why in the ministry we don't believe that no witch, no devil, nothing because we know that the power that is able to back us the power you see our sponsor is a major sponsor so when you see a pastor when you see a shepherd who is walking about i mean producing three members four members looking can you imagine a, a brother came to look for me and I asked him, why haven't I seen you in the long time? So, he comes, but when he thinks that he's coming to see me, he doesn't come. He, he doesn't come to my office. I said, why? He said, oh, because I'm a great man. And uh, the, how, the way you are great, I don't know how to approach you. I'm not joking. Two weeks ago, I've not heard some before. Only Bishop Dagwood Mills has said it. I said, I, I, he was with his beloved. I said, if I were you, I would never follow this man. I told her in his presence, I said, if I were you, this woman, I don't know what, I, I said, you yourself, you're not correct. 
to follow a man like this means that you yourself are not a correct person. A child of God, a pastor, is not timid. The spirit of fear is not there. Rather, the, rather the spirit of power and of a sound mind. That is, you think properly. You think in big. See, any shepherd who thinks in tens and twenty and one bars is think, your your thinking is sinking. Your thinking is twisted. Number three. Sorry. Four. What do you believe? This is the work of God. That you believe. Number four. Believe in faith confessions. As you serve God. What do you believe? Believe in faith confessions. Listen. Ministry will never be done by prayer alone. Ministry is done by speaking to yourself. Speaking to situations. That's why I said, the work, eh? You must believe it. Mark 11.23 Mark 11.23 I say to you, whosoever shall say, shall say, shall say to this mountain, not shall pray, not shall pray, in the ministry, we don't only pray. We say to mountains. We don't only speak to God. We speak to mountains. We don't only speak to God. We speak to church. I remember 20 years or 21 years ago, there was an all night in Collegono. Bishop led us out of Collegono Cathedral. We were on the streets. We, we laid our hands on the road. I don't know who was there. We, we, we came out and laid our hands on the Collegono street. Father, Fill this place with cars. Cars. We were like madmen. Cars. Did it happen? Did it happen? In the ministry, you don't only speak to God. The reason why your ministry is a sick ministry is that you only speak to God. In the ministry, you learn to speak to church. You learn to speak to people. You learn to command situations. And that is why the work of the ministry is to believe. 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 In the ministry, we speak. We, we, you stand alone in your room. And you make confessions. My classroom is full. Members are coming. I see buses coming. Yes. I'm having a shepherd. I'm having a shepherd who can preach well. I'm having an assistant. In the name of Jesus. Assistant, I speak to you. Come. Come forth. Assistant, come forth. Members, come forth. Members, come forth. You go to your, to your, to your meeting place. You lay your hands on the chest. And you speak. You don't pray. You speak to the chest. Human beings, come. The crowds are sitting here. The crowds are standing here. The place is full. I'm preaching to 1,000. This is how to do ministry. You speak to the giants and the mountains that stand in your way. The members that don't come. 
You speak to the mountain. That prevents them from coming. You speak to situations. Yes. You speak in your room and send words towards that man. I had a testimony in First Love which excited me. Beautiful. I just remembered it. One guy was sent to be a Basenta leader. Of, or he was, an, I think, an uncle or an auntie in a school. An auntie in a school. Gathering souls. And there was this watchman harassing them. They had been giving them a room, a classroom. This watchman wasn't allowing them. Making life difficult. She, she came to church. And when the prophet was declaring, one day, one day, he declared that anything that is fighting your, 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 your basenta or your church from meeting, God will remove that thing. She said, she, she held on to it and began to confess it. The following week, when she went, there was another watchman there. And she asked the watchman, I, not, I don't know you. Then I said, oh yeah, I, I'm told that you are first love people, you come here, and that's your classroom, can I take you there? Everything is fine. I mean, totally different from the one. And she asked the man, where is the other watchman? So, he died last weekend. He died. Whatever must die for you to rise, for you to advance, for you to see glory, whatever must perish, Whatever must be paralyzed, whatever must be neutralized, whatever must be brought low, I declare in the name of Jesus that God is putting words in your mouth. Begin to clap your hands and make confessions about your ministry. Speak. Jesus. Kobo Shida. Yes, in the Rema Dilobo. the great things, Lord. Passing Timbolobo. Piranandelebe. Great power. Mashaba Rabababa. Whatever is preventing your ministry from becoming great, repent. you see graduates in your ministry, anointed men, not only area boys, you see thousands, thousands, thousands. A glorious ministry, ten thousands, thousands, Masalala, passes, Makolo Shinere Adalaba, Ashabalaba, Aniko, Repa, Repea, Kipra, Repa, Kipra, Repa, Repa, Kipra, Repa, Father, give me a great ministry, a great understanding. Back me. 
Back me. Back me. Back me. Back my words. Back my confessions. Back my proclamations. Back my ministry. I believe. Give me this mountain. I don't want a hill. I don't want something small. I want something big. 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 Pray. Clap your hands and pray. advantage of the power of God here right now and speak to that mountain to move. Continue to pray for the next two minutes you are praying. Lift up your voice. Clap your hands. The walls are breaking, continue to pray. Speak. There is power in your mouth. God has placed power in your lips. Open your mouth and speak to it right now. Command it to move. Command it to come down. Don't look at the person standing next to you. Take advantage of the, the power of God here. Speak to it right now. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe that you have been truly blessed. You can send a mail to Bishop Edwin Ogo at bishopedwinogo at gmail.com. Introduce this podcast to a friend, keep listening, and keep living passionately for God.